Welcome to season six of the Making a Marketer podcast with your hosts, Megan Powers with Event Marketing Partners and Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Gretemann Group and Xdan. This show is for all levels of experience talking marketing and business with the best guests in the industry. Two guarantees that we maintain you will learn and laugh. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 117 of the Making a Marketer podcast. I'm Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing, and my co-host is Jen Cole. Hi, Jen. Hello there, and it's Friday. We're recording on a Friday, so happy Friday. Woohoo! Yeah, Yay. this is becoming a regular occurrence, and it is the 16th, so we're not quite to the holidays yet, but getting there. And I apologize yeah. for my voice. My 49ers, if you could see it, you would see I'm actually sitting in Levi Stadium right now. I'm just kidding. My background. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wearing all sorts of Niners gear because we clinched the NFC West last night. And um, part of the reason I sound like, I don't know, a rock star or something like Pat, my, like, got a Pat Benatar voice going. And our guest today is the super lovely, amazing Christine Gritman. Hi, Christine. Woo! Hello, ladies. Woo. And by the way, I think husky sex pot is the more accurate description. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I love husky. That word husky, though, is always a little. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. We are super stoked to have you on. We had her. She was on episode 41. We talked about something completely different in season three. So um, we're excited to have her on to talk about personal branding. I just want to mention that this show is made possible by Powers of Marketing. We focus on strategic content creation, including podcast and event production, hosting, and emceeing. And we have space for new clients in 2023. So please reach out to Megan at Powers of dot marketing if you'd like support and help with your content creation. Okay, I'm going to read Christine's bio. Christine Gritman empowers professionals to step into their personal brands in a bigger, bolder way on social media. You can do it. She'll teach you how. She's spoken on stages worldwide and is a frequent expert guest on podcasts, live streams, Twitter chats, and blog posts, as well as hosting her own weekly podcast called Let's Talk About Brand amazing show and its companion Twitter chat, chat about brand. She's also the senior editor of the Social Media Pulse community, a one-stop destination for social media professionals to receive training, tips, conversations, and connections. Of course, that is an Agora Pulse community, which Jen and I are both users of <laughs> terrible grammar. With, actually. <laughs> it is Agora Pulse's gift to the social media world. And, and it's totally free. Was, yeah, that's awesome. It's a wonderful place to hang out for sure and learn. Yeah. All right, Jen, let's get going. All right, Christine, I'm so excited to have you back on Making a Marketer. This is going to be so much fun. I've been looking forward to it all morning. Yeah. Uh, I just got to hear you speak this summer because you opened for Social Media Day, and that was fantastic. Now, we've had a couple other guests on the show who have talked about personal branding. So what would you say is a personal brand to you? Well, what I like to think of it as is the version of you that lives in other people's heads. And first of all, you want to make sure that there is a version of you that lives in people's heads. You want to be in the right people's heads for sure. But yeah. then you also want to make sure that you have some control over what that image is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you put out there what you want other people to, you know, see from you or not see from you. And that kind of defines, <laughs> you know, your whole entire brand. What is a brand? People start thinking colors. People start thinking logos. But what is a brand really? 
and it's what people are saying about you when you're when you're not there. So yeah, and of course you want to make sure you want to make sure that you're associated with certain things too. Right. And I mean, obviously there's things like you know colors and fonts and whatever people see red and they think of me. But I mean, I didn't invent red. That's also Coca Cola and Virgin and Target or Target if you like. (laughs) And Christmas, everyone's on brand for me this season. But really, what it is more is I would like people to think when they think of personal branding, they think of me. And so one thing that I've really been delving into a lot more recently, especially, and especially going into 2023, is the idea of the connection between personal branding and thought leadership. So it's not just they see things and they think of you, but they think of you for what you know and for what you're an expert in. Yes. yes. Wow. The value that you add to the community and to the environment around you. That's fantastic. Yes. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I love it. All right. So you have a full-time, actually, we all currently have full-time jobs. That's yeah. changing for me soon, Woo. unfortunately. But I want to talk a little bit about when you work full-time for someone else, mm-hmm. I think that it might lull you into this false sense of security. Why would you say that individuals should not put all their eggs in that brand basket? Well, there are a few reasons, and I'm going to go at them from from kind of negative to positive in a way. So the negative Mm -hmm. is, of course, if you have a job, you're not guaranteed to continue having that job. You know, your company could go under, there could be layoffs. We, We all know people who got laid off this year. We just all do. And so, you know, there's the fact that you may not have that job and you want to make sure that you position yourself to be found for the right reasons or to be a strong candidate at all times. You don't want to just pull it together when you need something. So that's like the most negative situation. Then a little more in between is the fact that it's actually good for your company. It is good if you are a company that has smarties at the party. You know, if you have thought leaders who work for you, that is incredibly good for your company because the fact is, first of all, eyes on those people then bring eyes to your company. So that's one element of it. You know, if someone is out there and they are visible and then people find out where they work, especially if you treat them well and embrace their ambassadorship, essentially, for your company, that's good for visibility. But then it's also good reputation-wise because if there's a thought leader that someone respects as a subject matter expert in your industry, and then they see that you have that person, that implies that your company also knows what the heck they're doing, because otherwise, why would that person be working there? That also makes you a more attractive employer to other people, because they say, you know what, I'm going to be working with winners here. And so that's the in-between reason why it's good from the company standpoint. And then also as a person, my goodness, why wouldn't you want to give yourself the freedom of increasing your personal brand value, whether it's to an organization, whether you feel like going out on your own at some point, whether you're like me and you do some of both, why wouldn't you want to give yourself that freedom and that respect? I mean, there's no better feeling than being somewhere because you want to be there, not because you have to be there. That's another thing that companies should consider with their with their employees and personal brands. If your employee has a personal brand and they have options and they choose to be with you, that's huge. If when a company says that they feel threatened by their employees having personal brands because then they could leave them, that's like when a guy says he doesn't want his girlfriend looking too good when they go out because other guys will check her out. That <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> red flag. I love red, not red yeah. flags. That is red 
flag grade A shenanigans, people. So do not like, so employers should not be like negging boyfriends. You want to make sure (laughs) that your people are there because they want to be there. Before I came to social media pulse, I thought about it a lot because I was coming from self-employment and I said, I don't want to trap myself. I want to be somewhere doing something that I would keep even if I had a full roster of ideal clients coming my way. And I plan on actually having that be exactly the situation in 2023. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to leave my job. I'm just going to double my income because I really, really love what I'm doing at Social Media Pulse. I love Agora Pulse. I want to continue to grow with them. And that doesn't mean that I have to limit what I'm doing for my own personal brand. I can do both. And they are mutually helpful is another thing. If you play it right, if your personal brand expertise is built in an arena that is also useful to the same audience as your employer, but not competitive with it. That's really key. Yeah. 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 And and again, you don't have to be doing your own thing like I am. You don't have to have your own side hustle. You could straight up be the only thing you're doing professionally for a job is your job job. Like you you work at X organization doing Y job. And then your expertise is in Y. And you're talking about that and you're presented as person from company. That's incredible mm-hmm. for the company. That's incredible for the company and for the person. And sure, does it open your superstar employees up for potential poaching? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Treat yeah. them right. Value them. <laughs> you won't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. I dropped. Yeah, totally. Woo! Yeah. I, and I, 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 take I have a feelings on this topic. <laughs> yes, a little bit, a little bit. And I do too. And I'm I'm in a spot right now where I'm, gosh, I'm so glad that I kept my other thing going because mm. in being downsized now, I'm not Ooh. desolate. Like I have mm-hmm. this other, it's not a stream of income that I want to live on full time or that I could mm-hmm. live on full time, but it's still there and it's still, I kept it going. And we know that, you know, Jen lost a job with a high profile marketing yeah. company in part yeah. because she had this podcast, which is bananas because every mm-hmm. we talked about it all the time. And, and the anyway, time. so yeah, super short-sighted. And I do see that happening yeah. and you're 100% right. Love and it. you know, yeah. I have to point out in that particular instance, it turned people off from that particular employer. The fact that they, yeah. they had a reputation for uh, feeling threatened by employee personal brands. I actually, what would have been a dream job for me happened to come up like last year at that particular employer. And I did not look at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. When, you know, an employee shows their true or employer shows their true colors on, you know, what they support and what they won't support. And that, you know, and the word gets around. It yeah, does. I, and it does naturally because people are like, yes. hey, what happened to you? Why aren't you with that company? Well, I'm not going to tell them why, you know. Anyone with a good network, which is who you honestly want, yeah. is going to be able to get the dirty on it. In fact, right. when I decided it was time to get a J-O-B, I looked company first. I said, I need to make so sure smart. I don't trap myself. Like I said, I said, I need a company, first of all, that I can respect and kind of rah-rah around because enthusiasm is my personal superpower and I do yeah. not squander it lightly. So I wanted to make sure it was a company I could rah-rah for. And it had to be a company where I knew that employees were still able to do their own thing and where they supported it and celebrated it. And it needed to be a company where I knew people who had worked for themselves and then worked for that company and were happy. So that actually was three companies. There were more. There would have been more. It was actually a pretty short process because this job was perfect for me. But I looked at Agora Pulse. HubSpot and LinkedIn. And I had people I could speak to at each of those organizations. And I did. I had talks with employees directly. I had talks with former employees. I had a phone call with someone who got 
fired from Agora Pulse because I said, you know, I yeah. know all the yeah. good stuff. I'd been an ambassador for years. I know all the the happy, warm fuzzies. I want to hear the bad stuff because every company has it. And I just wanted to know what I was getting into because there's no such thing as a company without any of it. You just sure, have to choose absolutely. your brand. What flavor of drama <laughs> and you, <laughs> can you handle? And they, thankfully, I, I chose wisely. You yeah. know, anything going on at Agora Pulse is stuff that I'm fine with and can totally handle. I mean, we're perfect. Agora Pulse is perfect. I love you, Emma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. But I mean, there's going to be stuff anywhere, right? So you just have to figure sure. out what stuff you can and can't deal with. And I've been working for 20 years. So thankfully... And this is career number five, as I talked about at uh, Social Media Day Wichita in June. Yeah. So I have definitely learned what types of stress I do and do not process well. And this has been an excellent fit for me. And now I'm just applying that same evaluation process to what I do moving forward in my own business. Because having this job this year afforded me a little time and space to be able to think about what I really want to do with Christine Gripman Inc. and with my personal branding work. Because now I'm not dependent on it in order to pay my bills. I actually didn't do yeah. client work in 2022. I kept my brand active. I made content. I started a podcast with the Adweek Podcast Network, which is which is really taking off. And I spoke Yay! on stages. And so I kept that going, but I didn't really do client work. And and that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I said, you know, because I want to figure out what is worth my time, what the type of client work I was doing before was fine when it was my full-time job. I need to minimize time and maximize money. So my 2023 strategy is aligned around that. I have a certain number of hours I want to work in Christine Gritman Inc. per month. And it is small. And we'll just see where that goes. But I have had to look at that with the same lens of what's going to support me in the growth path that I actually want and won't trap me or overwhelm me. Where yeah. are my priorities? And, you know, what are my brand values? Honestly, what do I really care about doing versus what was I doing because I wanted to take opportunities. It's such a cliche, the growth mindset versus scarcity mindset, whatever. But when it was my whole thing, it had to be kind of scarcity mindset. It didn't have to be, but I was kind of scarcity mindset. I was like, well, I don't want opportunities to pass me by. And now it's nice to have the luxury of choice and to say, I'm only going to do work that I really want to do and figuring yeah. out what that is. Yeah. And a personal brand gives you that freedom because you get to choose. So, okay. All right. So we've talked a little bit about companies using, you know, companies and being okay with personal brands. And, mm -hmm. you know, what are some ways that you envision a company using, you know, their person, their very strong individuals with high expertise? How can companies use those people, those personal brands to their own benefit? Well, one really big thing is that they can put a face to the brand. That's always, people talk about doing that all the time, about how yeah. we want to do business with humans, not just corporations. And so that's one big advantage. You can put a face that you can actually trust uh, yeah. and that other people know, like, and trust. Because I cannot have a conversation without using those three words from Bob Berg. <laughs> no, I can trust. So people who have that are a huge advantage to your company as, as the faces of your company in different spheres. Another thing is look at the thought leaders that you're already looking at in your industry. What are they doing? Are they speaking on stages? If so, which stages and in front of which audiences? Are they appearing on yeah. podcasts? So which podcasts? What are they talking about? Are they posting on LinkedIn? Do they have a newsletter? Look at the people that you yourself as a company are following in your industry and that you consider the leaders. 
there's no difference between you and those people. I mean, there is a difference. There might be a gap of knowledge and, of course, knownness, visibility. Yeah. But when it comes yeah. down to it, you you don't have to be at that highest level. You don't have to be the number one thought leader in your industry. You don't have to be the most visible. But getting some of that already puts you above people who aren't doing anything at all. And yeah. eventually, there's going to be people who look at you at your, you know, from low level to mid level. There's going to be people who look up at you at mid level of that and look at you the same way that you look at those people who are at that higher level of visibility and authority. All you have to do is start, look at what they're doing, talk to them. That's another really key thing. Thought leaders, I know it's such a buzzword. I know, but you know who I'm talking about. Thought leaders, (laughs) they're people. Some of them are more human than others. (laughs) You got to kind of feel that out, but talk to them, approach them, comment on their stuff, engage with their posts, engage with what they're doing. If they're at a conference, go introduce yourself. And also look at who's engaging with their stuff, especially online. That's incredibly easy. Who else is engaging with that person's stuff? Who else is interested in what they are bringing to the table? Because guess what? They'll probably be interested in what you're bringing to the table as well, because it's the same dang table. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> yeah. It. That's the best way to, to do it. See who's already in the audience that you yourself are in because they're showing an interest in the same stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay, so this is awesome, and it's time for a brain break. You were on a live show with me, Christine, so we didn't have brain break time when you were on the show before. And the question today is, what do you think is the best way to celebrate New Year's Eve? And this is, I think, fun because it's totally going to be different, I think, for all three of us. So, Jen, why don't you go first? I think, you know, I really like going out and being with friends, but these days I kind of like the idea of having people over to my house. And I think that's what we're planning to do this year is just get some champagne, decorate the house a little bit, put on some records because we love listening to vinyl at our house, as Christine knows, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and turn on the black and white old um, stuff on the TV for ambiance and just hang out together and celebrate and dance and then toast at midnight and have a nice night and, you know, family family involved too. So I I think a nice cozy night at home with friends and family. I love it. Christine, what about you? I can't ever give a short answer. So I'll tell you what I was (laughs) going to do, what I am doing and my best. So you're the one with the hard stop. I am. You're right. right, right. (laughs) So I had a brief fantasy of having this finally be the year I did. I dressed up and did something fancy looking like dinner cruises around Manhattan and fireworks and all that jazz. And then my best friend was like, do you guys just want to come over and like the kids can have a sleepover and we can chill and drink champagne. And I'm like, cocktail weenies too. Yes. Yes. Um, But the best, the best thing I've ever done is for a bunch of years, my tradition was I would be in a bubble bath watching a movie on my laptop and drinking champagne. So I have to say in a bubble bath, watching a movie and drinking champagne is a great way to ring in the new year. (laughs) Second only to being asleep. Okay. Oh, I like a sleep too. Yeah. Sleep at midnight is great. Just toast at like... Mimosas in the morning or that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I do love a good, you know, stay in pajama party, kind of a a Mm -hmm. small house party. I love a good house party for New Year's Eve. That would be my ideal. Nobody has to get on the road. Everyone sleeps over. You're already in your pajamas. But 
I do really love a good party. And <laughs> being a single woman as I am, I'm hoping that I'm get to go out this year, but it's still pandemic. It's still kind of COVID times. And so that might not be this year, might be next year, but I love New Year's and I always have a great time on New Year's no matter what I'm doing. And I love that yeah. sense of renewal. And even though it's just another day for me, it's, it's, it's significant. So, all right, that's going to be to be determined. All right, Jen, <laughs> let's kick off the second half. And just as a, you know, we have about 15 minutes. All right, let's do this thing. So, all right, right off the bat, do you think, Christine, is there a difference between thought leadership and promoting your own personal brand? Yes. And it's interesting because there's sort of this very overlappy Venn diagram yeah. of related circles, personal brand, thought leadership, having a strong network, being known. I've interviewed Mark Schaefer about this, the difference between being known and having a personal brand. And yeah. here's how I kind of define the nuances between each of these things. So having a network means that you know people, people know you, but it only necessarily extends to the people you know and who know you. It doesn't necessarily extend beyond the people you're aware of. So having a network is kind of a little more of a direct connection. Being known means that people beyond that network know who you are. People who you don't know, have never met, have never interacted with, know who the heck you are, which is a very exciting milestone to reach, might I say, in one's personal brand, especially. I remember the first time I noticed that starting to happen to me and I was like, who am I? What? <laughs> so that's exciting. So that's being known. Thought leadership is interesting because that can be very niche. So it doesn't necessarily imply quantity of people who know who you are and what you stand for and what you do so much as the quality, the people who geek out on it. You know, it's entirely possible that your niche is extremely small, but if you're considered an expert in it, guess what? You're a thought leader in that niche. And that doesn't have to be even particularly broad. Uh, you don't have to be known particularly widely. And you certainly don't have to know the people who are following your expertise. But uh, thought leadership is just being an expert in something, no matter how many people know it, the people who really know that niche and care about it, consider you an expert and respect what you have to say on the topic. Personal branding involves a little bit of all of it. Personal branding does involve some level of thought leadership and expertise in ideal situations simply because um, otherwise, what are you building your brand on? It's not really a brand. That's the difference also between branding and being one of those people who has a bajillion Instagram followers, but it's right, ultimately kind right. of vapid and they're just this blank mannequin that any old brand will pay them <laughs> can just slap something onto. That's not really having a personal brand. That's just being known, being popular. Personal brand, I feel like, means that you are known for something by more people than you have personally known or interacted with necessarily. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't have to require that. You know, you can you can have a personal brand even if it is just among your own peeps. I think a personal brand ultimately just means that you're known for something and that you have control over that image. Ideally, you're known for something and it, it comes from you. You're sort of putting that impression in people's heads cool. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So and let's talk about... Feel free to dispute any piece of yeah. that. I just pulled yeah. that out of... Wherever. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I would agree. But let's, so let's Same. talk a little bit about a two-parter, how people can illuminate their personal brand and and be consistent, right? Because consistency is what will keep it up, right? Because if you just yeah. disappear, then you will stop 
being top of mind or, you know, your personal brand will sort of could evaporate, right? Yeah. I think number one is figure out what you're legit about. And that is not the same as a specific job or a specific niche. What you're about is actually deeper and broader. And it's what gives your personal brand some flexibility and strength to it. I first built my personal brand when I was a journalist. And so I was known for being very active in the community. I was known for being a strong fan of small businesses. I was known for loving helping people tell their stories. I was known for loving helping connect people. Guess what? All of those things are still things that people think of me for. But I was able to successfully parlay that brand I had built into becoming a social media person, <laughs> a social media manager in 2016 when I decided to go for it on my own. People followed me on that journey because they got the same vibe from me. I was just pointing it in a different specific job-oriented direction. Same thing when I decided, you know what, instead of doing social media for small businesses, I teach people how. And then after that, when I moved more into a personal branding focus, people totally followed me on that because you know what? I had built my personal brand. They had seen my personal brand for years. And no matter what specific job I was doing with it, it was consistent. They got my why, as it were. Mm -hmm. They understood some of the values that were a key part of it. Values like, you know, connecting people and community, uplifting the voices of others and shining a big shiny light on rock stars doing amazing things. Things, taking the attention that was coming my way and pointing it at other cool people. All of these things were key parts of my brand that weren't job specific or niche specific, which gave me a lot of freedom and flexibility. And now as I enter 2023, the people I help are changing. I'm moving less towards small businesses and mom and pops and solopreneurs, though I'll still have some of that, and more towards companies and executives and, you know, building that internal thought leadership that we talked about. But yep. that still so tips, fits. What, yeah, but what are some tips for other people? Like, what are some things that people can do to eliminate their own personal brand? Yeah, again, similarly to what I was talking about before with the developing the thought leadership, this also helps build your brand. Look at the spaces where you're already listening and speak up. Start becoming a part of those conversations. Stop being just a passive listener. Start having your own thoughts on the matter and speaking them aloud in those spaces. It will get you the attention possibly of the thought leader who you're following and listening to and trying to engage in conversation. But it will certainly, if you keep showing up regularly, engage the people who are also listening to that person. You can also create your own content. We all have that option at our fingertips, quite literally. We all have phones with amazing cameras and video cameras. We all have the ability to write words. Nowadays, we even have AI help with writing those words. <laughs> so we all have the ability to create content broadcast it completely for free via social media. And, you know, so we all have the ability to have our voices heard. It just, you just need to figure out what you want it heard on in a sense. And I don't mean what platform, I mean, what topic, what do you actually care about and make sure that you actually care about it. Don't box yourself into playing a phony part or towards having to talk endlessly about something that you don't actually care about. Don't trap yeah. yourself like that. But if you do find you've trapped yeah. yourself, you can change it. You can always if you're in control of your personal brand, you can always take people along on a new journey as long as who you are and your essential voice and what you stand for stays consistent. People will follow you 
on that new journey if your interests shift. But the interests have to be genuine because if you do it right and you succeed with that personal brand, yeah, you don't want to be trapped into playing yeah. a part. Yeah, yeah, I know. Totally, that's so true. So would you, would you recommend corporations encourage their employees to develop content, you know, thought leadership items and branding outside of their organization? Yeah, people want to hear from people. Absolutely. Yeah, and and people are much more able to get visibility. It used to be the opposite, <laughs> you know, before <laughs> social media and web too, as it were, right. when we didn't have platforms that we all had equal access to. But now people actually have a better platform than companies do. And the algorithms prefer people on all of the platforms and humans yeah. like humans. So I think that's the most powerful thing. Definitely have people encourage your people to create content, encourage your people to explore their interests and their expertise, and including in ways that don't tie directly back to your company, because it'll ring more authentic if it is authentic. Right, exactly. If Authenticity is the thing. Yeah, so valuable. I love that. That was a great way to kind of to round out that whole being human and being real. And yeah, find what your thing is and illuminate it in ways that get you seen and I would say and be consistent. Those are all very important things. Okay, we have one final question for you. Ooh. It's the question we ask all of our guests and we would like you to recommend a business book to our friends. Oh God, I don't read much lately. <laughs> However, <laughs> I, I have to say the the next up on my must read list and I actually gifted this to a friend with the promise of let's read it together and keep each other accountable and have Zooms on it is Anne Handley's new edition of Everybody Writes. Mm -hmm. So right? I will admit I have not read the original edition of Everybody Writes, but who cares? <laughs> she promises this one is, I think she said 30% funnier. I'm not sure. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Her. How does she get funnier? Anne Handley <laughs> is my speaker idol. Uh, she's absolutely who I'm stepping studying as I up my speaking game in 2023. And part and speaking <laughs> is ultimately writing. It's all about communication yeah. and clarity and planning and figure and cho choosing your words carefully. And so I'm excited to read Everybody Writes. I am a writer. I'm an editor of social right, media polls. So it's <laughs> literally my job. So I'm very excited to tackle Everybody Writes, the new edition, which just came out in... Uh, October, November, something around there by yeah. Anne Handley, who yeah. is amazing. Our episode 100 guest, Anne Handley. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The great thing about that book, Christine, and this is mm -hmm. something that um will help you start, mm -hmm. is uh, the chapters are super short. Like Ooh, they are micro. Yeah. So you could, if you give yourself a goal of reading a chapter a day, you'll totally end up reading more than that. But that's a good way to start. I read Atomic Habits and that was that's my... That's how I read that one. Yeah. Yeah. I read so that, that, that was my night. first goal yeah. was, I'm just going to read a chapter a day. And then mm -hmm. I went, I opened up Everybody Writes and I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. Keeps <laughs> you engaged. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like we had her and she was writing that book. And mm -hmm. so I bought Everybody Writes. And then now, like, <laughs> that was months ago. And now... Now, like she just put out everybody writes 2.0 and I'm like well gosh now I got is she gonna be funnier um sign me up <laughs> she manages you know just yeah. when you think Fantastic. she can't be more amazing she finds right. a way oh, <laughs> yes Goodness. she's epic <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been so much fun catching up with our friend Christine. And Yay. hopefully everyone gleaned some things that they can use and put forth in their own journey, especially as we start a new year. A new year, new you, right? That's what they say. Yes. Yes. So thanks so much, Christine, for being with us today. 
Thank you. And thanks, Jen Cole. Happy holidays. Enjoy with your bam bam. (laughs) I will. I will. And I hope to get to see you in person again soon. Me too. All right. So this is the last episode of 2022. And we will catch you on the other side. This has been episode 117 of the Making a Marketer podcast. And we will catch you next time.